Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. I can't believe you keep secrets from your friends. Well, uh, listen, Dave, there are a lot of things you don't know about me. Okay. Cool. All right. So I think we're all ready to go. So Beth, five. Four. Three. Three. Two. Uh, two. Oh. And one. one. Yeah. Come on, get happy. All right. Another successful countdown by none other than the Happy Hour. My name is David OJM. I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I am joined as always by Beth. Hello. I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. And that's it. Almost. Haha. <laughs> um, Veronica, unfortunately, cannot join us uh, this week. Uh, she has some family stuff to do. It's nothing serious, I don't think, at least. But I think she she's fine. She's just busy doing Veronica things, as she is wont to do. Um, aside from that, we actually managed to get ourselves a guest on the happy hour tonight, and this particular guest is a special one because she hails from across the pond, the Atlantic Ocean, that pond, uh, and her name is Caitlin Berry. Caitlin, say hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and thank you for joining us again. I know we were talking before we started recording that, hey, it's like 2 in the morning over there. Uh, <laughs> that That's amazing. How, how are you staying up right now? I have coffee right next to me, and every now and then I'm just downing some of it in order to stay awake. <laughs> mm. That's fantastic. I am very excited to see that. But, you know, this isn't too much of a... Uh, journey for you because of the recent um what's it there the recent summer showcase that you have been tweeting about uh for uh the past uh was it week i think well no it was last week and you were you know you had to stay up late for that as well right oh yes yeah i kind of nocturnal at this point my life revolves around staying up until the early hours of the morning for hockey so <laughs> i'm used to this kind of thing it's fine <laughs> oh yeah it's fine no problem and hockey is worth it but the i mentioned the summer showcase and we will get to that but i have some other questions that i want to get to before we get to uh that particular bit now caitlin you are yes. at caitlin sports on twitter.com uh you mentioned that uh, at least on your profile, that you're the prospect watch person for ABNT Hockey. That's at ABNT Hockey on Twitter. All beard, no teeth hockey. Again, another place that's, um, uh, 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 they're based uh, in Ireland, I believe, right? Yes, the main guy who runs all, uh, lives in Dublin, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, that furthers my curiosity. Why hockey? I, I just fell in love with it a couple of years ago, really. I, I knew nothing about hockey. I didn't really know what it was until about 2015. Wow. Um, I know. Um, and I, was, I, I got dragged to a game in the UK Professional League. And just, I, I knew nothing. I, I had to Google how long a game was. I was just cheering because everyone else was. Um, but I went home that evening absolutely obsessed. I Googled everything to do with it. And that's basically how the love affair began. I just read everything I could, and that hasn't really stopped since then. <laughs> that is that is fascinating and also incredible because I took some time to read over some of your old blog posts. 
you know, mm. just to get acclimated to what exactly the happy hour had on their hands here. And you are a fantastic writer and you have an eye for the game as well. And not only is it that um, you mentioned that you had watched the uh, a pro UK league, right? Yes. So and that makes sense. Pro teams. Yeah. People are going to go watch pro teams, have fun, be a casual fan and do all that stuff. Um, any lover of hockey, of course, looks either to the KHL or, of course, the NHL. You know, the two big leagues in the world with the NHL being, you know, the biggest. And so, so someone would typically uh, think, hey, so-and-so probably has an NHL team. However, your speciality is not quite in either of those things, but you focus in on the OHL in particular, right? Yes, yes, I do. Why? <laughs> um, I just, there's just something about junior hockey. Um, I got into it after the 2016 NHL draft. Mm. Um, it was the first draft I'd ever watched, and it just kind of opened my eyes to this whole world of junior hockey that I knew nothing about back then. Um, so I just I just started I, I chose a team and I started just watching and reading everything I could about that and just it's just such an exciting like league and junior hockey as a whole is such an exciting game there seems to be like very little actual rules in a way there's so much there's testosterone everywhere like anything can happen and that's basically what excited me about it and also it's fun just following the players as they go through their journey to the NHL draft. Right, um, right. Drew me in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, again, that's awesome. A 2016 draft, of course, that being uh, the first selection with Austin Matthews and our, yes, at least our uh, collective hatred of the Toronto Maple Leafs was inflamed <laughs> further as we are of the happy hour want mm. to, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, admit to. Now, you mentioned selecting a team, and I think I know that team that you selected, but would you like to uh, tell us yourself? In the OHL? Sure, and the NHL afterwards. Okay, <laughs> um, okay my OHL team is Kitchener Rangers, because I lived there for a bit, and my NHL team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sorry. Oh! I did not expect that answer. Beth, do you have anything to say? It takes all kinds. <laughs> I, was, I was very briefly, very briefly a Montreal Canadiens fan. Uh, I guess that's worth something in the end. <laughs> no, no, but that's great. Um, So OHL team being the, the Rangers there and you decided on Toronto afterwards. It's compelling. I love it. I really do. I really do. So, um... You went to a game in the UK, uh, you fell in love with the sport, you decided, okay, screw everything, I'm going to be a prospect person. Um, with, so, with that, I'm going to bring the truck right around and go to the summer showcase. Um, give us your impressions of the showcase. What excited you? What did you think was lame? And uh, yeah, just give us your thoughts if you would, please. I think the biggest thing that anyone took away from the showcase is that a whole bunch of teams look very silly for not picking Cole Caulfield. Um. Oh. <laughs> now you're really playing to the hab strengths over here. But no, seriously, Cole Caulfield had an incredible showcase. Uh, highlight reel uh, goals, of course, the two top corners mm -hmm. against... Um, and those are not easy shots. Now, granted... 
I have a goalie friend, my buddy Chris, who said, well, you know, if the goalie actually went up against the post, that shot wouldn't have went in. And it's like, well, yes, <laughs> however, <laughs> split-second decision there. And that was one hell of a ripping shot. But it's not even his shot. What about Cole Caulfield uh, impressed you? He basically, his offensive toolkit is incredibly well-rounded. He basically does everything well offensively. And this showcase kind of, displayed it in multiple different games like there's his accuracy um in those those over the shoulder shots uh the, for the two really impressive goals both against canada um but there was also his hockey iq was incredible you could see that in the tournament um there was the in his goal against finland where he did the little stutter step like faked out the goalie before he shot then um his playmakings as well uh there was a goal where he kind of drew the goalie's attention onto him and then passed it across to his teammate. Because you have to respect that shot as you, if you're a goalie. There's there's no way you're not focusing on him. Um, yeah, he basically just does everything well. Non-stop motor, fantastic agility. Just There's not a whole lot of weaknesses when it comes to Cole Caulfield. That's good to hear, especially in a showcase. Now, I'm not entirely sure of the compete level but granted i mean these are all all the players in the showcase they are committed players either they're committed to a college or an nhl team but i think mostly college uh committed kids right yes yeah for the most, most part yeah yeah i can't think of one that'd be playing in the showcase that would be at like say uh training camp to expect to play for a team at the moment no, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got you there. Yeah. So, um, and now on the Habs side, we had Cole Caulfield, of course. Um, star highlight reel had had a great uh showcase. Three other Habs prospects uh played uh, in the showcase, uh, with being uh Jordan Harris for Team USA on defense. Uh, three games, two assists, good for him. Alan McShane or lovingly Shane McShane on Team Canada. Uh, two two games played, no points. It happens. And then Jacob Olofsson for Team Sweden, five games, one assist, one of the D-men there. Now, I mentioned those names. Anything about them uh, off the top of your head do you do you recall about them? I think Olofsson was interesting to watch, um, mostly because he was centering that line of between um, Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz, who were two offensive dynamos who were already primed to go top 10 in the 2020 draft. Um, so he kind of, I think because he was playing with them, he was left in a kind of more defensive role. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really get to see like the playmaking and everything that he's known for. Um, but he did get that controversial overtime goal where it kind of crossed the line, but also didn't, but it was ruled as a goal anyway. Um, oh, that was him, weren't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny because I looked up all the stats uh, on the um, oh shoot was it I'm sorry it was either Team USA's website or uh, the showcase website and they didn't register a goal for him so I'm kind of wondering if there's some nitpicky stuff going on about that still which would be kind of crazy but uh, interesting. yeah it is interesting unless I just fat fingered it by accident <laughs> um, but that's great so cool so aside from Habs prospects uh, who else uh, at the showcase wowed you Obviously, you get um, that big team calendar line of uh, Lafreniere, Kirby Dak, and 
um, Joe Valino, which basically just steamrolled through a bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark in particular, I haven't had much chance to watch him that much over the past year. So he really impressed me there. He's just steamrolled through everything. He he was such a force in every single zone. Like you had to pay attention to him whenever he was on the ice. Um, his playmaking was fantastic. He drove in there. He, he was he was kind of a standout for me um, in this in this showcase. For sure. Now he's committed to. Well, wait, no, no. I'm I'm trying to remember how he was drafted. Actually, um, I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, you said Dak, right? It's. Dark, dark. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I don't know what I don't know who it is either. Shoot. Well, either way, whatever team he is drafted for, Team Canada is uh, definitely he, set for. Oh, what's that? Oh, Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Oh, Chicago. Um, yeah. As if they need another player. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of talking. Beth, do you oh. have any questions? Um, yes. <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. Um, Sue, so how do, do you keep like Baker's hours to watch games and things like that? Or do you watch them on a delay? I basically just stay up. Um, yeah, I, during the season, most weekends, I'm up until about 3 or 4 a.m. That's generally when games finish. Just trying to watch as many things as I can and keep up with as many things as I can. Um, okay. yeah. Basically, my, my sleep schedule is non-existent. During <laughs> the so. um, do you have a lot of fr- people like in your circle, like friends and things like that, that are into hockey? Or is it mainly where you have to talk to people online it's- about it? Pretty much people online. Like I know a few people who like hockey. Um, like my brother's a fan. My sister is kind of a fan, but not really. <laughs> so I can talk at them about hockey. Um, but I don't <laughs> have anyone in my immediate circle who actually understands what I'm saying most of the time. They just kind of nod and say yes whenever I say anything. That's um. fair. <laughs> I gotcha. Do you watch a lot of streams, or is there a way for you to? not nefariously get your games most of it is streams sadly um in junior hockey it's fine because they have the paid packages on the websites but for like international games and nhl games and things like that it's primarily streams which is but there's no other way really i mean like i'm not i'm not judging at all um when I, (laughs) i when i first got into hockey and when i was still a poor struggling college student i streamed a lot of hockey and one of the streams I frequented was a UK stream, believe it or not. And it was something, it was this very excited English man yelling about late night hockey. Um, and I would get to see all of the very interesting British commercials. Um, <laughs> and so it was, it's one of the highlights from my early hockey fandom years. So that's good. Yeah. Honestly, though, Canadian commercials are weird. Saying oh, this now. <laughs> they're very strange, but they're good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think yeah. that's what I've got. That's awesome. <laughs> I liked what you had. That's good. Thanks. I had notes and then I lost them, but then I found them again. We're okay now. Um, I guess the other thing that you've been uh, talking about lately, uh, Miss Barry, is the Hlinka Gretzky Cup. How are all yeah. the Quebecers? 
Um, they're doing pretty well. Team Canada right now is kind of just insanely incredible. Right. Um, there was only one goal against in three games so far. So, yeah. Yeah, it's they, an incredible they... team. Yeah, they are doing very well, uh, especially on the backs of uh, Cole Perfetti and uh, uh, Hendrix Lapierre from Gatineau, everybody in Quebec. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're incredible. Three games played each, eight points each. Uh, Perfetti with uh, five goals, three A's, and then uh, Lapierre with three goals and five apples, to his credit. So they're doing very well. Oh, Yes. And it's been very exciting to watch these past few days. Um, it, it's hard to put too much stock um, into a tournament like this as someone who kind of watches and evaluates prospects because it is in the summer. Um, guys maybe are not as ready as they would be in the season. Or, or, and there's still a whole lot of the season to go before the draft. But there are definitely some names, especially on the Canada team, that are standing out massively already. Yeah, and uh, this is and the Helenka Gretzky Cup. For those that don't know, I believe it's a it's a under eighteen tournament tournament, right? Yes, it is. So when you're talking prospects, you're going like deep. These are going to be kids that are either um, going to be coming up in either next year's draft or the year after. Uh, yeah. And I think others might be committed to some college teams as well. But it's like a good mix of that kind of crop. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is awesome. It's always good with that, and uh, fascinating too. And it's a lot of work, so I um I'm deeply impressed by the amount of commitment you put uh, to the kiddos and the prospects yes. and whatnot. It's very cool. It, it's just all out of love. It's something I love doing, even if no one was following me on Twitter or no one replied. I would probably still be doing it, just because it's just a lot of fun watching these kids. Well, it shows, and that's why you have the people that you do. So it's all good. Um, now, with that being said, are you going to be making your way to Canada anytime soon to maybe catch, you know, games in a time zone of your liking? The plan right now um, is to be in Canada for the CHL Top Prospects game in January. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's all money permitting right now, but it's definitely the plan considering these kids up for the 2020 NHL draft. I've been following them for like a year and a bit now, so. Oh, no kidding. I need to go and see them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that'd be awesome. And that'd be a great uh, time to go to the dead of winter in Canada, January. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Hamilton and Ontario. Hamilton, and Ontario. <laughs> probably running, probably running to yes. Brian five or six at some point, just screaming. <laughs> Love, I love that man. Love that man. He's wonderful. <laughs> um, great. So now you being a British person, um, mm -hmm. it is uh, Team Great Britain had themselves a bit of a, uh, a world championship uh, run this past year, right? Oh, yeah. Could you talk about that and what it means to you as a British person to see what they were able to accomplish this year? It basically means the most. This this is basically the highest level of hockey that the Team UB national team has been in for like 30-something years, I can't, I think. Um, I don't know the exact date. Um, but yeah, we haven't been in the top level of international hockey for years and years and years. It was incredible when we finally made it last year. Um, everyone was preparing all season. And okay, maybe the... 
the games themselves in the World Championships didn't often go our way, but honestly, it was just incredible to watch. Like th these Team GB, like Great Britain players, playing against the likes of like Patrick Kane and the massive like, Canadian and the USA teams. Like it was just really surreal. Um, and obviously, in the final game against France, where we beat relegation and everyone just went crazy like people were like why are you so excited about that like you're just celebrating not losing you didn't actually win anything but being in the top level of international hockey for two years in a row for like team gb is unprecedented um so that's pretty much why everyone in the uk lost their minds when we beat france it was such a good moment just so incredible to see oh my god yeah, I can only I can only imagine. That's that no, it is it is very uh it's incredible and well well due too because um as you say with a team that's uh, that struggled to compete, you know, at that level for so many years, being able to see that, feel it and have the chance to go even further in the coming tournament, that's really something and that's special. So I'm glad that happened for you. Yeah, it was fantastic. And it was it was great actually to see uh, for other countries to see what British hockey and British hockey culture was about, because there was constant mentions over the broadcast on how loud the British fans were. Mm -hmm. There was ants going through the entire game, no matter what happened. Like even though we, were, even when we were losing like eight zero or whatever, the British fans just did not stop. And I think it was great to see the kind of passion that we have inherent in like the British hockey culture that people don't kind of realize is there if they don't actually know that UK hockey is a real thing. So that was really good to see. Definitely. Because um, as is, I mean, with the UK, one would one would assume uh, soccer, football would be oh, the yeah. go-to, rugby, certainly, uh, things of that nature. So um, how many hockey bars are there in Great Britain? <laughs> um, I think they're... Well, there's a Canadian bar in London <gasps> called the Maple Leaf, which is fantastic. Uh, oh my god, my roommates I mean, great, are going but... to the UK on Saturday. I have to let them know. Oh yeah, it's an amazing bar. I'm not um, kidding. There used to be a hockey slash sports bar in Belfast, but I think it's closed down now, which is oh. very sad because it was amazing. Yeah, no kidding. So the Maple Leaf in London, you said, right? Yes. Now, does that place uh, have odd hours try to catch games live? I don't know. I don't think so, but I have only been there once, so... But it's there and it exists. It's there and it exists, and it <laughs> has hockey playing and amazing food, so... Oh, fantastic. Definitely a place to check out if anyone's visiting London. I just texted my best friend <laughs> to let her know. <laughs> In uh, all caps. Do you remember if they had uh, poutine on uh, the menu? Oh, yes, they do. Whew. So yeah. I got to see what a British cheese curd is like. <laughs> I can't see how it would be different. Well, yeah, it, it it's different. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> yes, it's, just, it's still a cow. Well, yeah, but I mean, is the cheese squeaky? Is it not squeaky? It has to be, everything has to be perfect. Parfait, tabernacle. <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, that was all the the questions I really had. You know, uh, thank you for you know, spending the time with us and whatnot. Is there uh, anything else, Beth, that you would like to ask our guest? I do have one question. Here we go. Okay. Um, for your junior ma- like for your junior league team and your NHL team, what um, are the what is like one matchup for each one that you'd love to see? Like, one team you'd love to be able to see them play against? Hmm. For the junior team, Kitchener Rangers, I'd like, I'd like to see them in the coming season um, against. I'm going to say the Kingston Frontenacs, not because I think it'll be a particularly amazing game, but because Kingston have just drafted Shane Wright, who is already primed to be the top prospect in the 2022 NHL draft. Um, so I'd like to go and see him. Shane, and I think Shane Knight. Shane, I'm sorry, uh, goaltender. Shane Wright. Oh, w. wrong guy. Okay, my bad. Yeah. No, he's incredible. Um, he got, um, what's it called? Exceptional status into the OHL. So, oh. He'd be exciting to see. Fancy. Um, yeah. Um, and for the NHL, I don't know. I, I think I would like to see, like, the old school rivalry, Toronto Maple Leafs against Habs or Boston, someone like that. I've never actually been to a Maple Leafs game. So, yeah, I think going when there's a rivalry and there's energy and tension would, would be the best thing to see. Mm-hmm. It's very intense. Oh, it's <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because, uh, Beth, you and I, uh, when, we, when we went to uh, Montreal in uh, February, that was for the Leafs and Habs mm-hmm. at, at the Bell Center. And yeah. That didn't go our way, but it was a night. It was it – was it was – it was an experience I will never forget. <laughs> Not in a horrible way. I was I was sad that the Habs didn't win, um, but it was still it was a great time. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I'd absolutely love to. Yeah, especially the Bell Center or even at the um, whatever they call the one in Toronto. Is it Scotiabank? Oh. <laughs> is it Scotiabank now? Is it Scotiabank? It is. Its name changes all the time. Damn it! Okay. But to say the Toronto Hockey Arena. Yeah. <laughs> the Toronto Hockey facility facility <laughs> whatever <laughs> um but yeah so okay uh no i have one more question for you do you see any uh british born uh prospects maybe making a crack into the nhl um i think this is a difficult one um yeah. obviously liam kirk was uh drafted in the 2018 draft Oh. Um, to the Arizona Coyotes, he's he was homegrown British, the first English born and trained player to um, be drafted into the NH- NH- uh, NHL. Um, so I'm excited about him in the future, especially because he just spent the last season with the Peter Repeats of the OHL, and his development has kind of skyrocketed a bit. Um, now he's given more opportunities for development more ice time because he's playing in a men's league over here and he did well but obviously the ohl it's a little more helpful for that kind of thing so liam kirk possibly awesome i actually i missed that i looked it up uh before trying to find like a a british-born player that's playing recently and i completely missed mr cook so thank you (laughs) for setting uh my record straight it'd be great to see him and fill the thrill (laughs) 
<laughs> that'll be interesting that would be interesting if they ever do play together <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be because he's still he's still young though like 18 19 yeah 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 so i'd be it is arizona but who knows <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see what happens with that so that's mm -hmm. great um caitlin i don't want to hold you up any longer it is the crack of dawn over there you have to go about your great britain business i can imagine and um we'll let you go but thank you so much thank you so much thank you for having me honestly thank you for asking me to be on here oh no absolutely it is at <laughs> absolutely. our it is our pleasure thank you keep doing what you and do it is a fascinating follow wait caitlin before you go yeah you, you mark being our not only our first guest from great britain but also our first lady guest oh that's yes. awesome yeah i'm glad i can be that that person <laughs> me too me too it was either you or chantal desjardins but we were like no nah, no nah, we're going to get caitlin instead <laughs> 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 it worked out perfectly so silly okay yes thank you so much caitlin you've been a gem thank you thank you both yeah and keep us posted you know on twitter and whatnot about when you're heading to canada it'll be great to um see your experience <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I will uh, I'll cut off the call, and you'll be all set. So thank you again, and good night. Good night. Thanks. And she's gone forever until she goes on Twitter and starts tweeting about an OHL game. Yay. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. When I discovered Caitlyn, and the reason I brought her on was because I'm like, who is this lady talking about great britain in the world junior tournament i mean i'm not sorry in the world championship tournament the iihf tournament i was like what well, what's the big deal of course then i'm like oh well she's british and yeah their run was very cool i mean sure they missed regulate uh, re uh, uh relegation but that's a big deal for them and it's so cool and then following her i noticed that she is really focused in on the ohl which i thought was again just surprising and the amount of knowledge that she has i think she's a great follow and people should follow her so she is at caitlin sports on twitter uh she is the prospect writer for at abnt hockey and um she also has her blog caitlin sports blog which you can find the link of of that on her twitter account please give her a follow if you want to you know watch uh prospect stuff all through the summer because she's all over it and it's great yes. it's great content so um okay i guess it's time to talk habs yeah <laughs> and, uh do you want me to start sure i mean uh the major news in the past two weeks is that we finally signed michael mccarran Michael McCarron was signed for a uh, $700,000 one-year contract two-way, which means... Ah, shit. You know, I keep defining this every episode whenever we say it. So if it's two-way, he has an NHL salary and a AHL salary. If it's two-way. I think that's what's going on with that. So with that being said, the Habs now have no RFAs left to sign... Everybody's signed that needs to be signed, so all the contracts are taken care of, and the Habs are now sitting on $4 million of cap space. 
and they have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve picks in the upcoming draft, which is of course being hosted in Montreal. Um, I guess the big question is, are the Habs done? I'm kind of leading yes. I don't know what else they can do with what they have. Um, I mentioned on Twitter that I would love a miracle thing to happen with the Habs and uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets and somehow pulling Zach Warinsky away from that cesspit. But I think it's impossible. Yeah. That would be a prospect... I mean, maybe offer sheet them, but offer sheeting for four million when the Blue Jackets are sitting on fifteen, eh, that's not gonna work. Nah, bro. <clears throat> and as somebody, and I, I'm sorry for the somebody that I don't recall mentioned, uh, all the RFA's currently are probably waiting up on Mitch Marner to see uh, how much he gets, and then everyone will follow suit afterwards, yep. which makes sense. <clears throat> like I, I forget what they call it. But it's it's some it's a term used like um, when people start selling houses in a neighborhood, and it's like they everybody waits for like one person, the first person to sell their house, and then whatever people sell their like whatever that number is, everybody bases it off that. And so like if that makes sense, like a couple of years ago when um, I think it was either either McDavid or uh, the GM of uh, the player that's the GM of the uh, Sabers. Oh, uh, Eichel. Eichel, yeah. One of them, I forget who who got their thing first, but one of them got their salary, and then the other kid was like, "Hey, like, he got this. I'm better than him. Give me my goddamn money. Thank you." Yeah. Um, I think McDavid was the start of all that. Like, how much money is McDavid gonna make? And then he got that huge contract, which is kind of sort of becoming the de facto contract for superstar players on teams now. Like, what was it, 12.5 or something like that? A yeah, year? Yeah, don't know. Until the end of time? Something like that. I don't know. I mean, he's basically the GM of the Oilers, too, so. Ah, yeah, sort of, kind of. What can you do? Somebody asked if we mentioned Oilers. We just did. You're welcome. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Also, all, speaking of the Oilers, Jesse Pugliarvi is going to go back to Finland <laughs> if Suspected-ly. he doesn't get signed. Suspectedly, yes, because yes, yeah. that is a word now. We decided. Suspectedly. And that makes me sad because I enjoy him. But I honestly, and I'm going to piss him. I'm about to piss somebody off, Dave. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think the Oilers treated him very poorly from the moment that he was staying in the country permanently, especially not just like. With his, not with his player development necessarily, but just with his social development in the country. Like, he didn't speak very good English, and they waited until his second season to get him a tutor. Like, that is fucked up. He was very lo- probably very lonely and secluded because he couldn't talk to anybody. And that I don't think that helps anybody when they're trying to make it in a league in another country that they're not from. For sure. And that's what I have to say about that. I, um, the... One example I can think of off the top of my head would be when the Penguins brought in Malkin and uh, Lemieux uh, went above and beyond to make sure that Malkin, number one, was safe because his story is crazy. So it's a bit of a different story, of course. But he got to stay with Sergei Gonchar, one of the late greats of the Habs. And um, I I was thrilled when Gonchar was a Hab. Okay, sorry, guys. I I love that guy. But no, so Gonchar being... um, you know, a fluent, he's Russian, you know, he was able to stay 
with uh, Malkin, uh, kind of tutor him and get him, you know, acclimated to American life and uh, speaking English and the such. And um, somebody, <laughs> it wasn't just Lemieux, but it was also Michel Terrien that had a bit of a play in that as well, of all people. That yeah, nasty, it's... nasty man. <laughs> <laughs> like That abusive uh, man. A... Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, you should definitely read Malkin's story if you don't know oh, about it. It incredible. is. It should be a movie. It really honestly. ought to be, yeah. Um, but secondly, like, that's absolutely right. Like, that's how you should treat a player from another country. Like, give them resources. Like, yeah, like, when they're coming over, they might not necessarily have all the money that you're expecting, uh, that they're expecting to make because they just got here. So, help them out. Like, if you, they want, if you want them to make you money, you have to help them do their job mm -hmm. resource management as some yeah. people call it yeah in the highbrow worlds i suppose of but business. Um, of busyness but yeah uh jesse poliarvi yeah. pool party affectionately uh <laughs> pool party as i said um <laughs> this is what the second first overall pick that the oilers have pretty much yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um, Nail Yakupov is the other one. I I care about like three players on the Oilers and. Well, I, see, yeah. well, those three players were first round <laughs> draft picks as well. First overall, probably as well. Because as long Word. as because as long as Tyler uh, Taylor Hall was on the team, they got the first overall pick. You know. Don't you know? Don't you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that is some news. I mean, if if Pool Party heads over to the KHL, or no, I'm sorry, Finland, the Liga, right? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what team it was, but it'd be the Liga. Yeah, yeah, I forget too. But if he heads over to Finland to play, I mean, that's like, Jesus Christ. That would blow a big hole open in, hey, maybe he'll come back to the NHL and another team will pick him up. I, I, I mean, I don't know how the rights would go in that regard, but if they don't, you know, get his contract up again. Right? Is that what's going on? Wait. Am I completely out of my mind here? Is it because, yes. Is he, what is he, like an RFA? No. I, I would be surprised if he was. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on okay. it. Okay. He is. But, oh, uh, my God. He is an RFA. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, also, Edmonton has, like, no money for somebody like that. Imagine paying Jesse Pugliarvi $2.5 million and then going bankrupt or exceeding the cap. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine all the people. Mm, can we? No, no. Um. Anyways, enough no, about no. the Oilers. Yeah. Um, as far as the Habs go, uh, what's been going on in the past two weeks? Uh, Ben, Ben Chereau, uh, made a visit to the Bell Center, uh, talked about that. It was cool seeing Ben Chereau, who will probably be, um, if we're talking defense, it's probably going to be Matei Weber and then Chereau Petrie, which that's a, I would consider that a pretty strong second line defensively. That's my take on that. Yay. Christian Follin's training in Sweden, as he does. Sweden. Mm -hmm. 
Thomas Tatar is training in Bratislava. And uh, aside from that, everyone's just hanging out. The kiddos are playing hockey, as they do. Uh, the only other rumor that I can think of, which is a bit of a prickly one with some people that follow us and just follow the Twitter sphere in general, is the interesting situa of, a situation of one Andre Markov. Do we bring him back? What do you think, Beth? I think he should be behind the bench, not on it. As I said. Wow. Before. So quick. So quick I to said, judge. I said this before. Look, it's not that I don't love Markov. Uh-huh. I do. Sure. I just think that with the direction that the team is going, it would be more beneficial for him to be helping the kiddos while with not being on the ice during games. Uh-huh. I guess that's fair. Of course that's fair. No. Like, Andre... I'm not a professional. Like, that's just my personal, uneducated opinion. Fine. Jeez. Thanks for giving it. <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> I am a dreamer, and I would love Markov to get himself a PTO with the Habs. Um, granted, that pipeline, of course, on the left is is not as weak I mean, no, no, it's it's not as, um, what's the word? The pipeline on, pipeline on the left isn't as crowded as the one on the right, but even so, Markov would have to beat out the likes of, um, uh, da, 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 not, uh, Juleson. He's on the right there, but, um, yeah, it'd be, like, Matei, Shiro, and what, Markov as a third-pairing guy with Juleson? There's someone else on the left. Oh, wait, is it Fallen? Yeah, is Fallen on the left, actually? I forget now. I don't know. It's, it's so hard to keep track. Oh, wait. I, I have to, like, pull up. I have it card. right here. I'm staring at it because I'm a freaking idiot. Give me a second. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, Brett Kulak. Who would you rather have, Kulak or Markov? I'd rather have Kulak, honestly. See? So, I mean... That's a tough one. Markov would be, it'd be, it'd be a huge favor, I think, to Markov if the Habs were like, yeah, sure, play for a year, give him his games, give him his silver stick, and then after mm -hmm. that, though, imagine Markov playing for the Rocket. Imagine him and Alsner. <laughs> Could you? I oh feel my like God. it'd be like a uh, friggin' slap shot too. Please um, let it happen. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it would be very interesting. Speaking of Slapshot 2, mm -hmm. sidebar, because okay. Veronica's not here, so somebody's got to do one. Um, I was reading a thing about how subs and dubs can change the um, it, when you're changing languages between movies and TV shows and whatnot, and that the... Uh, the I think the French dub for Slapshot made it a completely different movie. I'm pretty sure it was French. Uh oh. Yes. We're gonna I have need, to see if I can figure it out. We're gonna need some confirmation on that one because I've never yeah. tried. Yes, it was in that thread about um the Simpsons uh with Quebecois versus Parisian French. Mm -hmm. 
it was somewhere in there and about how the French version, the French dub of Slapshot made it a completely different movie because of how the dialogue had to be translated. And that particular thread, too, on The Simpsons, can you dig that up? Do you remember the guy that posted that? Because that was a very I interesting thread. But I can find it because I retweeted it. Yeah, it takes some so time to find, find it. it. Yeah. Anybody, and I will retweet that. Anybody and that's just, uh, bilingual and loves The Simpsons will get a kick out of yeah. this thread if they already haven't seen it. Yeah, and if you aren't bilingual, and if if you just watch that like first clip, you can you can hear the differences. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. In like I don't speak French fluently at all, but like I could hear the differences. Me neither. <laughs> I personally, I personally liked the Quebecois version more than the Parisian French version. And then um, when I read the thread further, I was like, oh, that's why. And it, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Um, it is really something to behold. It is a piece yeah, of work. It's, it's really good. It's a very informative and fun thread. Just like I, lear I like to learn random things. And that was a random thing I learned on the internet. Like yesterday. Anywho, what are we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Andre Markov being on the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> of all the things not to happen, that's probably one of them to be to be sure. Oh, I found it. It is Matt with two T's and then T O M I C, all one word. That's his at, but I'm gonna retweet it and just um, do relevant to tonight's happy hour again for you guys. Hell yeah. Good find. Glad yes. you could find it. Thanks. Me too. Hmm. Um, are you looking for things to talk about? Because I have things. Well, I was wondering if there's anything, want to do more anything else to talk about with Markov. Um, I think no. I think we already said everything that is to be said. If if he makes it, if if he makes it on the team, I would think that would be a huge personal favor. You know, get him his thousand yeah. games. Do a placanic with him. And then uh, that's it. And yeah, Markov would be great in the office in Montreal. Yeah. I can't imagine it being bad. Well, I don't know. We don't. We don't really know how Markov is because he doesn't talk. No. To anyone except Stee, Stu Cohen for some reason. <laughs> Who's not the worst? Yeah. Okay. I suppose. Yeah. What do you have to talk about? Um, did you see uh, KK in the Formula One race car day before yesterday? KK? Yeah. Where? Not On around Instagram. here. No. He, well, he no, he was in somewhere. He was in Europe. Okay. But he was sitting in a. He it, the caption was first and last day as a Formula One racer. Oh, he did and it. I was like, Veronica is not going to be happy about this. But then I saw that she liked it already. <laughs> oh, Veronica. It was just really cute. He looked like a little kid. Just, And I think the driver of the car, which I don't know who it is. I'm sorry. I'm not a Formula, Run, Formula One fan. Um, is like standing next to him talking. And I don't know if he actually drove it or if he just got to sit in it. Because um, those are really dangerous, I feel like. Yeah, they are not cars. Yeah. They're rockets. That's about um, as much I know about Formula One. <laughs> yeah. Not cars, um, rockets. Yes. But he was, like, standing next to him and just, like, KK just looks happy as a lark. And I'm just like, please don't hurt yourself because yeah. the whole world will be upset. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 
Lekkonen is really excited for the season to start again, although he said he has enjoyed a break from Gallagher. Um, <laughs> and then um, he, oh I, I, um, last year I mentioned that he trained, he started training with a figure skating coach, and he's training with her again. Um, her name's Tia Hearn. Um, he met him. He met her through his father. Um, his father worked with her with his hockey with the hockey team that he coaches. And um, Luckinen says that he trains with her for about an hour um, on the days that they meet up, and then he works on shooting for an hour after that. But um, he said that she helps him with his speed and his balance, um, and that he thinks a lot of hockey players should work with figure skating coaches. Funny he should mention that. I myself, my uh, the skate clinics that I take whenever I'm trying to be better at hockey, um, they were developed. The system that we use was developed. Um, let's see how how can I how can I do this? So there's um, a mother, a senior, then the junior. So okay, the junior Dave Junior, the guy that coaches us. It's not me. So Dave Jr. coaches us, and his father developed this system that he learned from his mother, whom was a very was a rather prominent figure skater. So everything that he does is based on figure skating, and it kind of works its way down. And now they have this system that that's uh, that combines a lot of um, yeah yeah figure skating stuff with hockey balance and what to expect when you're actually on the ice and playing. So uh, if anybody uh, finds themselves like needing to get a bit of a pick in their step maybe improve their stride don't shun uh figure skating yeah because lekanen said so too so there yes also and he's smiley and wonderful and finished smiley wonderful and finished um and the last thing that i just thought was it was funny for a silly reason to me so um there was an article about philip deneau's influences um, also, if you're not following Philip Deneau and his wife on Instagram and looking at all the hats that they put on their son, you're missing out. The, oh. It has just been a summer of hats for that baby. So it's many ridiculous. hats. <laughs> so many hats. Too um. many hats. Too many hats. <laughs> um, but so Philip Deneau went through all of his influences, and it was funny because the shortest one um, was on Patrice Bergeron, who very many people who hate the Bruins adore. Or, or at least respect highly. Um, but the what he said about Patrice Bergeron, it just fits Patrice Bergeron's personality. He said, Patrice Bergeron is a definition of what it means to be a complete centerman. Since mm-hmm. I was young, he's been the example and the model for me. It's incredible how he can do it all on the ice. And that was it. Mm. And for those of you who don't know, like Patrice Bergeron, like he is pretty like he's a he's the most lovable hockey robot that you can find anywhere like patrice bergeron's wife gave birth to a baby and the same night he was patrice bergeron was playing a hockey game that was during the playoffs though i thought i think so i think you're right so that's that's why (laughs) that's why and no i'm not i'm not judging i'm thanks for the baby bye (laughs) that's cool bro i'll see you later um thanks babe i just (laughs) <laughs> and small babe um, and small baby <laughs> but I just thought that it was interesting and funny that just whenever Berge- Bergeron's also quiet and reserved much like Carey Price and so like mm-hmm. Bergeron never has a lot to say Deneau didn't have to say a lot about Bergeron to get his point across and that was it Bergeron also um, 
little known fact that he is a Nordiques fan. He is a Nordiques fan because he's from Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Because that whole last that whole last name business that we talked about that one time. Yeah. 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 The last thing I talked about I have might make you mad if you didn't watch that McCarran video. I don't know. I, I feel like it might be some. Okay. I did so, not watch it. They put out, the Habs put out a video about um, McCarran's house. I got to see like the first minute of it and Ooh. that was it. Um, so the one thing that I learned that I didn't know before was that Michael McCarran likes to take baths in the morning. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> what kind of, how big is his tub? It's pretty big. It looks really nice. I'm like, I want to get in there. <laughs> no, just the tub. I don't care. Like I'm a Karen. He looks like, um, oh fuck, the guy, the guy that's the main character in Forgetting Sir Marshall, and he was in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah, fucking man. Both number one great show and also fantastic movie. Yeah. Oh my um, god. Fuck. Well, who is he? Oh my God! Oh. Nobody knows anything in this podcast. <laughs> Where's Veronica? Ever? Well, she does. She wouldn't know freaks and geeks either. How do you oh, know? Oh man, John Francis Daly. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm just That's reading. I'm his... just. I'm just reading IMDb. Oh. Uh, Jason Siegel. Yes, Jason Siegel, who is a very nice man. I've met him. Oh, um, you've but met I... everybody. Well, live in Charleston, okay. and you meet everybody. I haven't met everybody. I've met, like, three people. Wow. Anywho. Um, yeah, Michael McCarran t- uh, takes baths in the morning in his large tub. It has weird artwork on the wall. I, it's, It looks like they broke a mirror and then um, did, like, half of a Jackson Pollock painting on it. I'm not a fan of that. Hmm. Um, but then, oh, the other thing that I saw, I did see one other thing I liked. Um, so last season, his younger, when he was in, he he was playing with, uh, the rocket, he got, his little brother got called up, um, to the rocket as well. And so they got to play together. And at one point during the anthems, they're standing on the ice together and somebody put, um, and somebody got a picture of that. And then somebody else took a picture, um, of their of their faces and superimposed it onto the portrait from Step Brothers and oh made my. it say the Mac Brothers. Oh my god! And so their mother took that off Instagram, took both of the pictures off Instagram, and got got them both uh, stretch canvases to hang up. And so they each have them hanging in their houses. Wow! <laughs> so that's pretty neat. But um, I have to watch the rest of it afterwards. So, but it's on the NHL website. Anything on the Habs. The Habs website as well. That's amazing. I forgot about the Mac attack. Yeah, me too. Honestly. Yeah. Where is Little Mac now? I don't know. I don't remember what his name is. Yeah. I think it's Mike. What? No, that's... You don't know, do you? I don't know either. David, no, but he's Michael. Why would he, why would they both be Michael? Exactly. It's just it's too it's hockey. It would it would happen like that, you know. I don't understand this man. Anyways, go and look this up. We're also running out of time, ish. We actually okay. have a little bit more time. It's okay. 
Well, this is the last thing that I have. Um, I can say that because I think it because of if there's if I'm uh uh-huh. Corey. No, I lied. Nope, that is not that is football. Why are you talking about football? I googled it, and the first people that came up were football people, and I wasn't paying attention. Um. Oh, it's his older brother. What? No, this is from 2016. Who knows? The brother's McCarran. It says it's John and Michael and that John's older. John? That's pretty cool. That's nice. Good for them. Yeah. Well, now we know it's John and Mike. Should have known before. John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt. Wow. Okay. Wow. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So actually with McCarran, it's, um, he had a decent run before he got injured last year for the Rocket. 21 points in 32 games is not nothing. If he were to continue for a full season with the Rocket, he would have been like, oh, a 50-point player in the AHL. Which would have been great Mm. for him if he continued on the trajectory that he was going yeah, it's gonna be interesting seeing what uh mike mccarran brings to the plate but i mean he's he's bound for the ahl at this point i can't see him passing paling at center no way no. absolutely not or no no and uh, well i'm sorry excuse me any of the wingers i'm sorry but that even then any of the wingers would you rather have uh pekka or mccarran it's uh, a that's a tough one and then depending on how suzuki does and again this all comes back down to how is the development camp gonna go whole lots of questions that we're not gonna have answers for for another two months or a month maybe actually now that we are in august month and a half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true story we can make it yeah yeah, no problem. Of course we can make it. It's going to be easy. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but it's going to be easy. I know Veronica's probably going to be back next week on her extended vacation away from the podcast. <laughs> mm, we'll figure out something, maybe. As always. Yes. Hmm. We have a couple minutes to eat up. Um, Cole Caulfield tied uh, John Beecher, who is uh, one of the Boston Bruins um, prospects, tied him in the lead for goals in the Summer Showcase. But, um, well, that was in five games. I think he got another one. Um, He also made the NHL's top ten players for the World Junior Summer Showcase out of all the teams. Um, he got three goals in the last three games that he played, and all of them made the highlight reel. Yep. Yep, the two snipes and then the, the deke that uh, Caitlin was talking about. Yeah, which I watched, and I was like, I guess I, guess I can see that. Apparently, he doesn't but... need Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes! Jack Hughes. Jack that Hughes. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 
Um, if Canada wins this year in the Klinka? Yep. Klinka Grensky Cup. It will be their 11th one in 12 years. And they will probably win because, like Caitlin was saying, that team spanks. Yeah. Oh, my They're God. They're 3-0-0. and They're playing Sweden, who is one win, one overtime win, and one loss. Um, and that game is on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time, if anybody wants to figure out how to watch it. Mm-hmm. And that's before oh. Ilsonik. So if anybody's interested, you know, you can watch the game somewhere. Yeah. And then go dance your butt off. Mm. Yeah. And then the uh, uh, the bronze game is Finland versus Russia. Finland is 2-1-0 and, and Russia is 3-0-0. Yeah, Russia's yeah. probably got it. Probably, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And that game, I think, is at 9.30 in the morning, so I don't know if anybody's going to be watching it. But in case anyone's interested, I did look that up for you all. If you're true hockey fans, you'll be watching. <laughs> like Caitlin. Don't you know? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. She watches as much hockey as Grant does. Holy crap. Yeah. Like what do you do? Watching hockey every day. Literally. Every day, all day, every day. I don't talk to my family. I just watch hockey. That's a moral story. And now we're out of time.